Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. Uh, again, another great young correspondent from campusreform.org, this time from Florida. Uh, it's Florida International. I almost said Florida Atlantic, which is in Boca Raton. Florida International University, which is in Miami. It is Melissa DeGama. Yeah. Melissa, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Nice to meet you. Um, I, I love it down there. Now, just, just so we can put it in context, this time of the year in South Florida, where it's two degrees at our affiliate in Minneapolis, what is it there right now? Do you know, like 83, something like that? Yeah, it's something like that. We were actually talking about that today. <laughs> it's never cold enough. Um, supposedly right now it's a cold front, so the 80s is kind of cool for us. <laughs> it's it's a cold front. I remember growing up in South Florida, it got down to, I think, 45 one year. And I thought I was going to die. Melissa, I thought I was going to die. I was shaking. I was shivering. And there are people who like live in negative. It, our listeners in Alaska right now, it's 15 below. And they're like, man, this is a warm up today. So 83, you can go to the beach if you wanted to. Or are you, are you chilling at 83? No, it's cold here. Anything lower than 80 is weather weather here. <laughs> That's crazy to me. All right. Uh, Florida International University. I haven't been there in, in a long time. Tell me about the campus. Is it generally liberal? Is it generally conservative? Is it mixed? What goes on there? I would say it's extremely mixed due to the high pop, high Cuban population. They tend to be more conservative leaning. Nonetheless, the rest of the Hispanic community, which the Hispanic community makes up a large portion of Florida International University students, um, they tend to be more left leaning. So is it's it a bit of both. It's interesting, isn't it? Now, I, you, this is way before you were born. You weren't even thought of. But in 1980, when the Mariel boat lift happened, I was living in South Florida. And I remember all of these people were being sent here um, uh, to, to the Chrome Detention Center in Hialeah, I think, um, by Fidel Castro. But a lot of people are now first, second, third generation American who are Cuban in background. And you're right. When you live through communism or socialism, you know you want capitalism. You know that you're a conservative person. You've got family values. You believe in God and generally speaking are Christian and you believe in the family unit. That's very different than what I think the politicians in America thought that Hispanics would be. So the Cubans sort of shocked the world once they got to an age where they're voting in mass blocks and South Florida went to Trump and South Florida went to um, went to DeSantis this last time. Are people surprised in that community or you saw that coming? Um, we're quite surprised. This is the first time, I believe, in over 20 decades that Miami-Dade County has voted red. Um, it's a great thing. We're happy to see it, and we hope that it stays that way. It wasn't called Miami-Dade County when I lived there. You know what it was called? What? Just Dade County. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, we added the Miami, I think, like 10 or 20 years ago, something like that. It's Melissa DeGama. She's a campus uh, reform correspondent from Florida International University in South Florida. Uh, let's get into some of these stories. Well, first of all, before we do that, DeSantis never had you guys wear masks and, and do all that dumb stuff, did he? I mean, he's been the most free and liberated guy uh, as far as running a state that we've had in this entire country. Did you have to have to, have to deal with those mandates on campus or not? On campus, no. They did try to. They said it wasn't mandatory, and then you had um, teachers harassing you to put it on. And it's like I have the right not to. And they'd be, they'd be like, yeah, but if you care for people, they try to fear monger you into wearing it. But that obviously doesn't work. But if you care for people, so in other words, if you didn't have a mask on, you didn't care about people. Yep. Unfortunately, that's what they say, at least. Did you find that professors, the generally left-leaning professors, would almost make it about your grades, too? What I've heard from some people from Campus Reform and some other young people is that if you didn't get in line and do exactly what the professor wanted when it came to masking, when it came to to, uh, whatever the COVID protocols were, you somehow were getting worse grades than others. Did that ever happen to you? Um, I didn't necessarily feel... It wasn't jeopardized, but I did feel like if I didn't show that I agreed with them or I didn't change my beliefs to sound like similar to theirs, it would jeopardize me or I'd be looked at differently by my professors. Isn't that crazy? So did you ever find yourself answering a question on a quiz differently than how you felt because you knew that you were going to get a worse grade if you if you didn't? Unfortunately, yes. And it's a sad, sad truth that you can't express your opinions on a college campus, but the tolerant left isn't so tolerant. It's so true, and it's unfair. I wonder, I haven't been in college since the 80s, so I wonder, can you go to an administrator and say, hey, listen, I think that I'm being targeted because I'm a conservative, or can you go to an administrator, the professor isn't wanting to hear any other views other than his or her own, or or does that make it worse if you do that? I'm sure you could go to someone higher. I feel like most students feel discouraged to go that far. It's a a lengthy process in order to get there. And you risk also the administration um, favoring against you or siding with the professor. So it's hard to judge and um, you feel a lot of pressure to to succumb to left-leaning agenda. That stinks. Well, I'm glad that you're being honest about it. It's Melissa, Melissa DeGama. She's from Florida, and she's also from Campus Reform. Let's get into these stories. Conservative women are happier than liberal women, a professor argues. I actually agree with this, but I wonder who's saying this. Where did this happen? So this happened recently at BYU, Brigham Young University. Um, They held a survey, the 2022 American Family Survey, and this found that conservative women held a 15-point percentage advantage over liberal women in terms of being completely satisfied with their lives. This isn't shocking considering that conservative women are pro-God, pro-family, and the progressive agenda um, rather discourages this. It doesn't want you to be happy, and it pushes people to to victimize themselves and feel pressed by the quote-unquote patriarchy. That's so true, isn't it? The liberal side in this country, and I guess anywhere in any country, really wants you to feel as though your life sucks so that they can somehow control you and tell you how to live. The government really doesn't want you to be happy because if you are, you don't need them. That's kind of what we're talking about, right? Absolutely. Conservative women are focused on God. Um, they put family first, and that's why they're happier. And a professor of UVA, University of Virginia, um, Professor Brad Wilcox, he agreed with this. He found that it had largely to do with marriage and family life. And we see that progressive agenda wants to destroy the nuclear family and doesn't appreciate women that choose to stay at home and choose to have families and focus on having children. Well, the progressive side, Melissa, between you and me, does can't define women. 
Uh, they, they actually think anybody can be a woman. My, I guess my, my dog can be a woman if, if he wants to. Um, and that's really the thing. It, confuse people. Make sure they're unhappy. Tell them God doesn't matter. Family unit, ah, who needs a nuclear family when the government can be the dad and then you can raise the kids on the government dole? This is so, this is so telling. Um, uh, it's not odd to me that it's Brigham Young University in, in Utah. Uh, what is odd is that more people aren't jumping on the bandwagon and saying, okay, we can get a happier life if maybe you just take a look at both sides and you realize that conservatism isn't the evil that liberals want it to be. And that, that's really kind of the message, isn't it? If we keep liberal women and men, if we keep them unhappy, then they have to seek guidance and help from the higher power, and the higher power is not God. That's the government to them. Absolutely. We see that they've grown dependent on on something other than themselves. They lack personal responsibility. And that's seen in a culture where we um, praise casual sex. Casual sex is seen as normal. And groups like, for example, um, Campus Reform reported on Texas State University, YDSA, they were advocating for abortion on demand. Liberal women do not want the responsibility that comes with having sex. They would rather murder their own child than have out of convenience than to have to be held accountable and have responsibilities. How sick is that? And by the way, out of convenience is the key. I think 97% of abortions are not for reasons of, of the mother's health or rape or incest. 97, maybe even 98% are because it's more convenient not to have the child. It's Melissa DeGama from uh, Florida International University, uh, also from campusreform.org. Let's go to the next one. Gender identity will become more mainstream Thanks to gender clinics, Stanford professor argues. What does this mean? So basically, a Stanford professor said that gender identity will be, um, we'll see a spike in it amongst younger generations in the future, which isn't very controversial. Um, the meaning mainstream just means it will be more popular. I think most of us can agree that that is a concerning truth. Um, but the thing that the that was odd about what the Stanford professor said was he attributed the increase in gender identity not to the coercion or pressure from college colleges or other institutions, but rather from gender clinics and from the increasing notion that students are learning about these new concepts and they are able to relate better. Um, they're they're completely turning a blind eye to to the truth, which is they're forcing us into believing this gender identity um, ideology and the transgender ideology as a whole. Well, it's indoctrination. That's exactly what it is. It's being taught in school. It's being pushed by the White House, for God's sakes. It, the, the gender clinics exist because of the indoctrination that's happening. It's almost like they're all in the same cabal. If I convince a kid who's five that he can be a she if he feels like it, or she can be a he if she feels like it, um, then by the time they get to the age of 12 or 13, now you've got teachers who are winking and nodding and saying, hey, we won't tell your parents if you want to live as a different gender. Then by the time they're 17 or 18, they're like, oh, wait, I'm probably the other gender. So the gender clinics are the uh, are the result. I don't think they're the cause. You agree? I, I would completely agree. This trend, um, it's not by coincidence. It's not random. Um, it's very calculated um, and methodical. We see with Camp- Campus Reform recently covered on Matt Walsh's um, movie screening of what is a woman people were outraged students were upset that this movie was even being screened and that we should even tolerate the idea that the transgender ideology um is not something that everybody agrees with um along with the academics that matt walsh interviewed on the on in his movie we saw that they are completely intolerant and they're not open to hearing um the opposing views or having questions 
It's it's crazy. And all he really did was simply ask these people who are in the mainstream pushing this ideology, what is a woman? He didn't do anything more than that, and they completely freaked out. It's uh, Melissa DeGama from Florida International University. Let's go to UNC Law Students. They protested Free Speech Project examining preferred pronoun requirements. They <laughs> These are law students who you would assume are learning the Constitution and what our supreme law of the land is, who are arguing against one of the first things that's even in that in that document. Fill me in. Well, it is quite ironic, like you mentioned. UNC students are extremely upset. They protested against the Project 52, which is a pro bono legal project that tried to um, see the connection between um, the the requirements of universities regarding preferred pronouns and how that may affect the First Amendment um, right of students and faculty on schools. The mere question um, was traumatic for queer students and Ironically, the American Constitution Society was one to hold a silent protest against this. Um, they found this to be quite traumatic and hurtful to queer students. I don't understand. Uh, so I have to say whatever pronoun you tell me I have to say, regardless of my free speech ability. And if I don't do that, then people who are from some constitutional society uh, or a society about the Constitution will then silently protest my ability to freely speak. Don't they see how stupid this is? I mean, this is really stupid. Well, it's quite unfortunate because as a result, UNC has responded by agreeing that it is quite hurtful and they will be limiting the amount of pro legal pro bono legal projects that the university um, gives access to students for. So unfortunately, education comes second to students feelings. So somebody pretends they're the gender they're not. That's a mental illness for those who really believe it. It's called gender dysphoria. Um, some are just saying it because they, they want to be part of the group and they don't really believe they're the opposite gender. But the offshoot of that is you must now call me Zir and Zim. And if you don't call me Zir and Zim, and if you misgender me, which is not really misgendering because if you're a guy, you're a he and him. Um, or if you're a, ga- a gal, you're she and her. You're then the person who's causing some sort of pain to the person who, who's struggling with this dysphoria. And we just have to accept that to the point that we won't even do more studies like this because it might be somehow hurtful to the person who is insisting that I do what they say. Am I getting yeah. it? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, they want to compel other people's speech and thoughts in the name of inclusivity. This is a trend that we see on campus reform quite often. Last semester, we saw that Illinois State University demanded that the LGBT students quote unquote, feel safe through services they already have access to. Like they wanted student counseling and additional resources. But um, the the reality is that students at ICU already have access to this. They have space safe spaces like the green room. They have the reflection and prayer room. And they also have a relaxation room. They also have access to counseling. So regardless of their demands that they already have, they're, constant, they're constantly having subjective ideas of that to coerce um, students. Yeah, exactly right. And, and as you said, coerce our thought process and, and what our speech is. We can't say it until they say it's okay for you to say it. And this isn't about inclusion or tolerance. This is about control. This is about making you and me, people who know biology and understand gender and, and pronouns, this is about making us look at them and say, you're completely normal. You're completely just like anybody else would be, nothing new to see here. I call you Zim, Zing, and Zabada. And, and if, I don't, if I don't call you that, then I'm somehow the racist or the homophobe or the transphobe or whatever. It's all so dumb. I love that you're a young woman who is willing to say, I know right from wrong. 
I know up is up and down is down. I know what he is. I know what she is. And I'm not going to bend because you're trying to make me. What bothers me, though, about that story is that UNC is saying they're going to push any sort of an idea like that off campus, again, making it exclusive, not inclusive. Um, it is uh, Melissa DeGama from Florida International University. One more. Planned Parenthood affiliated organization pushes abortion at Oakland University, which is in Detroit. Um, what is this all about? They're actually pushing people to get abortions? Well, so they have uh, Oakland University have a Planned Parenthood Generation Action Chapter called Grizzlies for Choice, and they've advertised their pro-abortion agenda through various events like walkouts, protests, rallies, and meetings. But recently, they held a meeting called Abortion Rights and Legislator. They wrote letters to the reproductive freedom fighters who won during the midterm elections. I, I'm con- I'm confused here. Uh, why are they pushing for more abortions? Why Why do you have an organization called the Planned Parenthood something organization on campus? Why can't they just stop? And again, it's not really even about having abortion available. It's about forcing people to think every time you get pregnant, you've got an option to go and abort this this human being. Why are they doing it? And I the the word why is so hard to answer sometimes. But in this specific case, did they say why this was needed? Well, no, they believe that after the overturn of Roe v. Wade, um, things like this need to be pushed. We see that they use words like reproductive freedom fighters, reproductive rights, and healthcare to conflate the reality that is abortion. They make it seem like this is a right, but murder is wrong. Universities have tried to glamorize the idea of killing your child. And in the case of Grizzlies or Grizzlies for Choice, they're advertising and doing the dirty work on behalf of Planned Parenthood. They're so indoctrinated. These 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 kids yeah. are so clueless. They just don't understand. And by the way, you've got a radical government in Michigan now. We've got 16 stations in Michigan. And that government is saying, abort like crazy. You can have all the abortions you want. There is no reason in Michigan where abortion is legal now and on the books and in the Constitution, I think, uh, in that state, for them to go full on like pushing abortion on steroids on some college campus. This is about depopulation. This is about controlling women's wombs by, by forcing some of them to to kill an unborn child. And this is about not respecting the rights of that human being that you're aborting. It's really, that's all it is, isn't it? Absolutely. We also saw a medical students for choice chapter at the University of Texas A&M, where in Texas abortions are not legal, and they held a workshop for options for self-managed abortions. It highlighted unsupervised abortions, and it fails to mention the physical and the legal risk that comes with self-medication. It's crazy. But Melissa DeGama, great stories, great correspondent from campusreform.org. Go to that website every day like I do. Nice to meet you. Great job today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. Make sure you go to Campus Reform like I do every day. Make sure you stop by JoePags.com. Follow all the social media. Pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Yes, sir. What's happening, Polo? So this happened uh, last night. Actor Henry Cavill, who's played Superman in the past um, I guess three different movies yeah. of Superman, he originally in October had come out and said that he was going to be back for another movie or so and then right. last night he announced that he met with a dc i guess new 
heads of the, the, the company, and now he's out. That's going to be odd. All right, Polo, thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. Got to go. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.